Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrow, with my co-host, Jay Mack. And today's special guest, he is a singer, photographer, videographer, mentor, and also an avid Broncos fan. Uh, welcome to the show, the one and only Jeremy Nichols, man. Appreciate you hopping on the show today. How are you doing, brother? Oh, my pleasure, guys. No, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool, man. You know, um, just kind of enjoying the beautiful weather today. My daughter's off from school, so she got me cooking and doing stuff around the house. So, you know, I'm trying to, I, I tried to sneak away for a quick second to get this done, but now nah, I'm good, man. I'm good. All right, let's so let's go ahead and those of you guys can tell in the titles of today's episode, we're gonna be talking about Sean Payne, Russell Wilson, the future of this team, kind of Jeremy's thoughts on the culture and everything, where the Broncos go forward, uh, and how they move forward with Russell Wilson's contract. Um, plenty to talk about in today's episode. Make sure you guys for listening on YouTube, hit the like button, comment down below what you guys think out think uh, throughout today's episode. If you guys have any disagreeing opinions, uh, let us know in the comments. Um, please subscribe, help us get to 2K subs. Um, with that being said. Jeremy, what are your thoughts on the season so far? I mean, one in five starts of the year um, definitely has not been the way I don't think a single Broncos fan, um, you know, imagine and picture the season starting off with Sean Payne, obviously being the new hire, trading, uh, you know, a first and then, a, uh, you know, second, third pick swap for him. Um, a lot of people had hopes for him, you know, including me and J-Mac ourselves. Um, obviously, one in five starts of the year. It just been a very, very rough start to the um, the season. Do you still have hope for the rest of the year? Or have your, like, hopes kind of soared already? And uh, with that being said, where do you see the Broncos going from this point on? All right. So let me let me start off by, one, agreeing. It has been a tumultuous year. Um, <laughs> it's probably the best word to use. But I'll tell you this. Obviously, going into the season, just like everybody else, I had high hopes. You talk about Sean Payton, the Super Bowl winning coach, right? He comes in and, and you hear all this noise about, hey, you know, he's changing the culture. He's, you know, he's being strict with his interviews and he's telling Russ, hey, listen, you can't have your own personal this and this anymore. We got to be a team, everybody together. So you're hearing this stuff as a fan and you're like, I like this. I think I think this is this is something we need. Right. So and I remember even tweeting about it, too, like asking people, hey, what are you guys predictions for the season? A lot of people like 10 and seven, you know, 11 and six, myself included. Right. Yeah. I was one of the 10 and seven group. Right. You know, I'm sitting there thinking it cannot get any worse than what we saw last year and then what we saw with Fangio and what we saw with Vance Joseph it could not have gotten any worse but boy oh boy oh boy where are we today now <laughs> I will tell you this I I am not really an optimist when it comes to uh 
to the Broncos right now. Okay. I'm not, if you're, if, if you're looking to hear me say, Hey guys, don't worry about it. We'll be all good in five <laughs> weeks. We'll be five. No, 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 no. I am i uh, I'm a realist. Okay. And if, if I'm being honest with you, it seems like the team has actually checked out. It seems like that to me, it seems like just watching the team play, you're starting to see players like it's almost the attitude behind them. Like you could watch body language on certain plays. People just kind of standing around on offense and not even running their routes fully and on defense, which is something the Broncos have hung their hat on for a long time. Right. I mean, even even after winning the Super Bowl, even yes. throughout the bad years, the defense has been respectable. Right. But not anymore. I mean, teams are looking at the Broncos like just like lunch meat right now defensively. Like they feel like they can score on the Broncos at any point. And of course, the Dolphins essentially gave the league the blueprint. Right. Of course, they've been better defensively since. Right. But it's 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 tough, man. So so to answer your question, one, I don't really have much hope for the rest of this particular season because I do believe that they're about to go into fire sale mode. I do believe that it's going to get it's going to become a, a situation where teams are going to start reaching out for the Jerry Judys and the Cortland Suttons and, and whoever. Like, I think right now, everyone, maybe except Pat Sertan, I believe okay. is probably is probably on the trading block or at least within conversations. I, I don't believe they'll let him go especially with him still being on that that really good contract right now and let's be real you can't have a top three corner list right now without putting his name on it okay so that's just where it is right now so i can't really see the team doing much i mean russ probably is one of what maybe his worst game of the season against the chiefs right i mean what 97 passing yards and two interceptions like he had been playing pretty decent up until that point but it's been a tough year, man, and I can't really see a lot of positives moving forward this season. I think this team needs to reset. They need to reset. Now, Russ's contract, I don't know what to tell you all about that. I that That's tough. That's tough. I think that one, they're probably just going to have to eat that contract and deal with that because I can't see any other teams trading for him. I can't see anybody doing anything to to because they're not dumb other teams know what his contract has with it <laughs> yeah so i can't really see them doing a whole bunch with russ at this very moment but it's tough man it's tough man and and and, and i i'm just i'm just one of those guys where i'm so i'm super real when it comes to the broncos and i cannot see a lot of light at the end of the tunnel right now not this season no yeah i agree with literally everything you just said especially the part where in my opinion, going into the season in just per, like previous years in Denver, the defense was something that we could at least hang our hats on. Mm-hmm. Offense has had his questions over the past seven years. and But, I mean, the defense is always something that, man, one thing about this team, the defense is going to be strong. Right. And that was just, I think, the most complete shot going into the season was just how bad the defense was. Just and with all the talent we got on the defense, too. It, just, it obviously hasn't looked as good as it was. But one of the questions I do have for you, so I know you said you don't think – that you know russ is going to get traded which i'm kind of in the same boat with i think right. no team i don't think you know you can really move on from him like but uh, unless we get caleb i think if we get caleb you do everything you're proud to get rid of him right. but in your opinion like your honest opinion do you think that you know we should stick with russ or you think it's just time to move on um I'll, I'll be honest with you um i think because the the broncos are so strapped right now because of his contract it is going to be very very tough to to move him and I, I here's the thing. I, I still think that Russ can play. I mean, I mean, a lot of people might say, you know, he's washed and all these different things. 
he has still shown some bright moments throughout this season, right? So it's not to say that that he is absolutely the problem and we got to get rid of him right now um, to see any level of success. Because I don't believe that necessarily, but I do believe when I say to reset, yes, I do think a younger quarterback who comes in and you build your identity around that guy. I think that's what it is. Cause Russ is essentially a plug and play guy right now within his career. He's a super bowl winning quarterback. I mean, depending on who you ask, he could be a hall of famer. If you ask somebody who really likes Russ, but a lot of people have changed their mindset about that over the last couple of seasons. Right. Um, Russ is, I mean, Russ is still decent. He's still, he's not, He's not one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. I'll tell you that. I can name a bunch of guys that are worse than Russ right now. But it's just tough, man. Yes, maybe the whole Caleb situation. I don't know if I don't know if we get him um, because I don't think we get the first overall pick. And I think that's kind of what it's going to come down to. Um, because who is it? Maybe is it Carolina? Like what? Owen well, six right now well, or somebody? So 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 the Bears have Carolina's pick as well. So the so Bears, they have first and second essentially. Yeah, so they have first yes. and second. So so really, so uh, we talked about the last time I was on here. I said the only way I think we get it is if we literally like lose out or only win one more game, and that means Sean Payton is gonna have to just tank the rest of the season, which I think is very at this point. I mean, you're one in five, have no shot of making the playoffs. I mean. You've already lost like the respect around the league, so I wouldn't right. even say it's like a respect thing. Like you know, you want to have this team have some respect. I mean, everybody thinks you're a joke. You said you got seventy hung on you. I mean, in, in a lot of teams' eyes, they're looking at the Broncos like, man, I don't know what's going on over there, but I do not fear them at all. So I don't think it's right. really a respect thing. But just in my opinion, I think the Broncos should just tank the rest of the season because, and like you said, fire sell it because I mean, from a, like like you said, you're a realist. So what are we playing for? Like, exactly. honestly, honestly, nothing, nothing at this yeah, point. I mean, there's there's nothing. The Broncos don't really have much dreams. Now, I know there's a lot of fans out there who are still optimistic about this year. Right. Like they're watching like, <laughs> yeah, one and what, one in five. It's like, bro, uh, stop. Like it's it's <laughs> it's because let's be real. You what exactly is going to change that's so substantial within the next weekend? Yeah. That like are the Broncos gonna are the Broncos gonna beat the Packers? Like are the Bron like like what is gonna happen moving forward? I don't know. I don't know. I just I can't I don't see this season having much at the end of the tunnel to play for. And I think that there will be a lot more trades before that trade deadline hits. Yeah. Exactly. And I think Tony Gonzalez said it best on the the, uh, the Thursday night football postgame show. Um he's these are his exact words. Russ is not the problem, but he is not the answer. So just going off of like, like Russell Wilson, um, I don't know. I've been very vocal on our last few episodes. I don't think he's our long-term solution. I don't yeah. think the Broncos should really stick it out with him. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm more on board. If, even if we don't have the first overall pick, I think we should cut Russ in the offseason. There are avenues to getting out of that contract and not making it as severe. You talk about trading these players. I mean, you trade uh, Garrett Bowles, Cortland Sutton, uh, these other players as well. I mean, that's freeing up a lot of cap space in your upcoming years, and that makes it you know a little bit easier to rip off that band-aid now, whereas if you just keep doubling down in the trade year after year after year, and it's just going to look really rough. And I, I believe, honestly, Sean Payton is already kind of – internally kind of moved on from Russell Wilson. I don't think they're really in this for the so long too. haul. Yeah. Um you're you're just seeing it by like the body language and I don't just the production on the field isn't where you know Sean Payne wants this team to be and um like you said man the, I think you said it perfectly the players almost I won't say every player but the majority of this roster is already like given like checked out. 
on the mm-hmm. on the year. Okay. It's really really painful as a Broncos fan to see. You know the tra- the tradition is you're always going to be in games. You're always wanting to see your team win. Um, even in like previous years with Teddy Bridgewater, we had it. We were seven and ten, but at one point in that Bengals game, we could have made the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, if we won that game. I remember that. Yeah, right yeah, at the end of the season. Saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, and that's like. I know the roster was a little bit like the roster isn't too far off of what it was then where it is now. So you tell me that these guys aren't like checked out and that these guys, Russell Wilson is the answer and that it's going to all work out. No, it's, I I just don't, it just doesn't make much sense to me. Um, Like, I mean, we're all on the, you know, the same page here. Um, One of my next questions uh, for you, and we already kind of hinted at this a little bit, but just watching teams around the NFL, you can kind of tell the difference between like the Broncos and then the level of physicality you see from like the the Lions, the Dolphins, um, like a Rams, like any other teams that are like, yeah, even the Cardinals, even though they have the same same record as crazy, yeah. I mean, you could just see a lot of this Broncos, this team, they've kind of like absorbed that losing spirit, even just like six games in the year. There's a lot of these guys have been on these losing rosters over the last few years. I mean, you have Corlin Sun, Justin Simmons, Garrett Bowles, especially. It just a lot of these guys don't know what it feels like to win, even some even some of these guys at the collegiate level, too. So, I mean, it's just rough having your leaders not even know what it's like to be in the playoffs, let alone. So. You already talked about starting a fire sale and you know just rebuilding the roster from the ground up. Essentially, it do you like how many of these players do you want to see kind of go? And um, who are like some of the first players you want to be see traded uh, within the next two weeks? Um, I'm gonna give you an answer here, and it's gonna be interesting. Um, every single name that you just mentioned, I want them all gone. I like what he's. I like what you're. you're Everybody, no, and, and but but here's here's why. It's not it's not that individually they're not good players, right? Exactly. What 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 you're getting from them is you get a lot of the same attitude, right? Like like when it comes to like losing, losing is an attitude. Like it really is. Like it it stays with you as a player. And unless something super drastic happens within your personal life or whatever that is, you actually keep that with you. Like when people look at you, they see the stigma of being a loser. Like it it happens all the time, right? All those names you just mentioned from Cortland Sutton to Jerry Judy to Garrett Bowles. And and it was interesting, obviously, because if you go back to Garrett Bowles rookie season, y'all remember what was going on with them holds and them penalties and all this type of stuff that was happening. A lot of fans kind of was like, yo, why is he on this team right now? You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of and, and all of these go back to these same years that you were talking about, obviously, with the Teddy Bridgewater and, you know, obviously even going back to like the Trevor Simeons and all these different the Joe Flacco's and Case we had Keenum. Case Keenum. Like it's it's the amount of people that came through Denver and it was just like, what is going on? So the way I see it, I'll be honest, I don't mind anybody being traded right now except pat sertan like everybody in my opinion is just like get rid of it because pat sertan is one of those players that he is a he's a winner like you can watch him and you could tell that he has the he has the stuff he has the stuff of winners and he wants to be a part of a winner he doesn't have the losing attitude and i see you got his jersey behind you so i know that you understand what i'm saying right now he is one of those guys. He's one of those lone guys on this roster that I see that you can put him on a check. Cause let's be real. What he does is not easy to find in this league right now. Right. He mm-hmm. he can, he can lock you down when in man coverage, he can move around in zone coverage. He can, he can switch it up depending on whatever they call. So, 
Pat Sertan is probably the only untouchable in my opinion. But I believe, man, you trade any and everybody else right now and you reset this team, not rebuild. You reset like you get people out of here and you start fresh. You, you build through the draft. You get essentially different guys from other teams that you can find free agents that have that have come from a winning culture. Like you need to bring a winning culture back to Denver, not just some guy that you grab from another losing team who yeah. was losing for years. And then they come to the Broncos and it's like, oh man, this is exactly what I just experienced. No, no. And you actually, they have to actually want to be there. Cause think about it. They brought in Frank Clark, right? How did that work out? Yes. He came from a winning culture, but the difference was he never wanted to be in Denver. No, nah, I never did. He never <laughs> wanted to be in Denver. When they talked about this whole rivalry between the chiefs and the Broncos. And he was like, man, this ain't no rivalry, dude. You got to actually be competitive. Like even those little interviews and little snippets, you got to really think about it from a from a mentality standpoint. Man, that man, he knew what it was. He knew he was walking into a losing situation. He knew it immediately as he got cut. Where's Frank Clark going back to? KC. Right. Like he he knew exactly what it was and he's going right back to the winning situation that he was in before. So and he didn't even he didn't even wait a week. If you think about it, he didn't wait a week. Immediately as that <laughs> happened, his homies from KC was like, yo, you coming back or what? And immediately he was like, all right, cool, I'm coming back. McCole Hardman, same thing. Of course, he wasn't on the Broncos, but you see what I mean? Like people chase that winning culture so bad and they'll go back to it no matter what. So the Broncos don't have players like that. We don't have winners currently other than Pat Sertan because of his mentality and what he's a dog. The Broncos don't got no dogs right now, man. So until we Thanks. fix that. We not we not gonna do anything, and that's just a fact. Man, you hit it right on the money. I preached this like a few episodes ago about us like not necessarily going into a full rebuild, but bringing in guys that know how to win. And you kind of saw just a little bit with Sean Payton bringing in free agents from winning teams, Ben Powers, Mike McGlinchey, right? Like you yeah. said, Frank Clark, but Frank Clark didn't fly. I don't think he flat ever ever liked him or wanted to. Nah, he just took nah. the money that was on the table. Facts. But I, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, you see him kind of start to train that way, and I'm right there with you. I think it's time for Judy, Sutton, and Bowles, and some other guys too, just to get out of Denver because it's mm -hmm. just like you said, they're just they they've adapted to losing. Like Correct. you see, Garrett Bowles in his interviews, he got his head down. He's complaining. All he he's, knows is losing. He, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. He's pouting. Man, I've been here. All we did was lose. I mean, yeah. you, you just got you need guys that can start fresh. Now, there's one other guy outside of Pat that I think we shouldn't give up. Like, I think, I think it's very, I think if you trade him, it's good for money wise. But I think for the just the way for the defense is Justin Simmons. I don't know how you feel about that. Okay. But, I'm not yeah. mad at that. I'm not mad yeah. at Justin Simmons. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's just me. I don't know about just. I don't know if you could restructure his deal or whatever, but I just feel like flat out just trading him. I feel like that that'll set back the defense even more than it's already been set back. Okay. Just because I think he's the captain of the secondary. But right. I didn't know what you thought about that. No, no, no. You know what? I actually didn't even think about Justin Simmons. So now nah, that's a that's a great point. I think not even just on on the field, right? Justin Simmons is great for the community. Like what he does within the community in Denver and in Colorado in general, like I know a lot of people in his family and stuff like that. And like they do a lot for the community. So I think I think for him, he's another one of those guys where very similar to Pat Sertan, like you mentioned, 
you give Justin Simmons like any type of help in that secondary, bro, he's going to be nasty. And I, so I agree with you. I think Justin Simmons is another player that you hold on to if you can. But of course, if, if you find a nice trade form or a team is willing to give up a certain amount of capital for him, you go for it. Right. But I think that if you can keep them and of course, like you mentioned, restructuring something, if possible, I think you hold on to Justin Simmons because he he does have that dog mentality as well. Yeah. I just wasn't he, he's his name totally slipped my mind. <laughs> but uh but cuz I I think I'm I'm more thinking about I was thinking about a lot of offensive players, right? Yeah. Um because most of the players that I mentioned were all offensive guys with Bowles and Sutton and 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 Judy. Now, my question to you guys is this. What do you guys think about Javante Williams? Now, I see his jersey behind you over there. And of course, and Tim Patrick because Tim Patrick obviously hasn't really had much of a chance over the last two oh, seasons man. based on injuries, right? Like, what do we think about Tim Patrick? Because I feel like he was one of the most reliable receivers. Like, anytime you throw the ball in his direction, he's catching it. That was his thing, right? Yeah. Of course, he, he hasn't really been too much a part of this last two years, essentially because of injury. Do you do you keep Tim Patrick? Because I feel like he won't be expensive, right? I feel like he just wanted to... He already restructured his contract. Yeah. Well, there, there you go. There you go. So I, I, I believe that Tim Patrick can stay on his team um, because I think because he hasn't had his fair shake. I think it, his when he gets his chance to really be a part of it, he had only been showing like good signs. You need reliable receivers who can catch the ball because one of the biggest problems, obviously, with Judy when he first came in, you got a lot of drops, a lot of drops going in there, and you're like, yo. You run all these beautiful routes. You're getting in and out. You're breaking down uh, defenders, and you're getting wide open in the middle of the field. Hands up, boom, ball flies through your hand. What are we doing, right? And I don't know what it is about Cortland Sutton, y'all. I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see that that dog that I wanted. And 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 yes. RIP, RIP to Demarius Thomas, man. I'm gonna tell you, when Cortland Sutton was brought in, that was the player that they were trying to duplicate. Like it was this bigger this bigger receiver who 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 wins those 50-50 battles against defenders that's what they envisioned with, with him and they were obviously looking at um there was one more receiver that they had um his name is totally slipping my mind he was like super super speedy um but he came in right around the same time where Cortland Sutton and Judy came after um but it was another receiver that was like super that he was like quick Deshaun Hamilton I, yeah they the, you you mentioned it so Deshaun Hamilton right he was supposed to be like the Emmanuel Sanders right where Cortland Sutton was supposed to be like the Demarius Thomas you wanted that bigger guy and you wanted you wanted also the, the speedy receiver who can be on the edge but also can run routes in the middle be your slot receiver like that's what they were trying to find with those two guys but of course obviously Jerry Judy came after that and I think they just they could they can't find what they're looking for. You can't duplicate what Demarius Thomas did. You cannot duplicate what Emmanuel Sanders did. Like these guys did some legendary stuff in their short stints in Denver, right? So I don't know what it is, but like I said, what do you guys think about Javante Williams and, and Tim Patrick? Do you see them being a part of the future of the franchise or are they a part of the fire sale? Like, what are we talking about, okay. boys? Okay. J-Max is dying laugh right now because uh, anybody that watches the show knows I'm a massive, massive, massive Javante Williams stan. Also, Tim Patrick, we had him on the show. Yeah. That was our biggest nice, episode. Nice, nice, uh, We had him on the show like six months ago, I think. Um, but yeah, Javante, I'm a huge fan, man. It's the thing is like if you trade him, you know, prior to this deadline, all you're going to really get is like a fourth or a fifth round pick. So he was a second round pick for you a few years ago. What's the point of even trading him at that point when he's right. still like young? And I mean, he's looking pretty, pretty good out there. I mean, you saw this last this last week, 10 carries, 52 yards. 
five over five yards a carry. I mean, his yards after contact look like they really haven't fallen off. I mean, he, he even said in his uh, press conference a few days ago, like he still isn't a hundred percent. That's right, ridiculous right. to think yeah. about. Like he, when he gets, when he actually gets back to hundred percent, you can see what he's doing in that Baltimore Ravens game uh, pretty soon. Maybe. Um, but I, I see, like, I don't see a point in trading him. If I'm being honest, the value for running backs around the NFL is so low. Like, I don't see a team really giving up more than, like, a fifth-round pick, if I'm being honest. Um, I think he's a really talented player. He still has a year and a half left on his contract. Just let him play it out. Maybe next year um, his next year will be his last year, so maybe next year he can really prove to you that he de- deserves that uh, second extension. We'll see if uh, what – you know, I, I truly believe that George Payne's not going to be here, so we'll see if the new GM feels like he wants to extend them or not. Um, but I just don't see a point in trading uh, Javante – um, I think he's looked really he looked really good in that Chiefs game and he's still got a huge sample size for the next eleven games to prove himself. So gotcha. Okay. Um for me, I would agree with Amir on the Javante take. Um the Tim Tim Patrick is still my favorite receiver on this roster. He was Fair. going into this season, he brings doll mentality to this team. Mm-hmm. I think just I think he was Russ's. I think that's a part of the reason why Russ is kind of like not been himself. Because he, he when he first got to Denver, that was the receiver he built the connection with first was Tim Patrick. That was his guy. And he just has not been on the field at all. And I'm not gonna lie, tearing your ACL and then tearing your Achilles, those are big injuries, especially with somebody like Tim, oh, who's yeah. kind of on the older side. He's not necessarily young, but he, you know, like in football terms, but he's kind of on the older side a little bit. But I mean, what I don't see really a harm in keeping him unless, you know, he comes out there and he just shows like the injuries really caught up to him next, like training camp, or whatever. But I'm I'm all on board for keeping Tim Patrick. I think he brings a he brings type of attitude to this offense that I feel like we're missing right now. That Corlin Sutton that that Corlin Sutton should be bringing to this offense. Like, bro, I'm six four. I'm not gonna you're not gonna baby me. Like, I'm gonna win these routes. Like, I think like when I watch Corlin Sutton run routes, it looks like he has no confidence that he's gonna create space or he's gonna just absolutely win this route. Don't get it wrong, he has really good hands. A little like he has shows glimpses that he has really great hands and his hands can be questionable. I just think Corlin Sutton to me just hasn't lived up to the expectation that his right. rookie year Pro Bowl receiver. And I think a lot of it has to do with just they they got rid of Emmanuel and DT quick and he didn't really have time to learn from them because, like, as soon as the, the, like the season that they were there and they got rid of both of them, right? Yep, he took mm-hmm. the step as soon as they left, but then ever since then, I mean, towards ACL, but. Just the production hasn't been the same. And I know that it's a lot of factors that play into that. But just based on what I've seen from Corlin Sutton, I agree that it is time to move on. But Tim Patrick, I'm all on board for keeping him. I mean, I'm with you. You you can easily, like, you haven't really had to pay him much because he's been hurt. But I don't see a scenario where they just cut Tim Patrick. I feel like that just, that'll be like, what was the point of you doing that? You don't really care about doing that. Like, that's fair. I would also, I would also like to, like, add that. If you do get rid of Corlin Sun, you do trade him. Who's gonna really be like the like the uncle in that wide receiver room? Who's gonna be like a, that guy, like that leader? Like Jerry Judy, I mean, I think he's a good player, but he's not very. So he's, I don't like see him as like a huge leader in the. In no, the no, 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 no. Jerry Judy, exactly. if Jerry Judy, if Jerry Judy is your leader, bro, you're you're done. Like and 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 and, and but but this is no disrespect to Jerry Judy, but let's be real. Jerry Judy is not the. He doesn't give off that 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 vet feel right like when, exactly. you, when you when you talk about jerry judy you still kind of you still kind of feel like young receiver you know of course he was a part of that 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 
Alabama tree and like 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 yes, he 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 grew up with a lot of different things that he you know listen a lot of kids was like yo I'm looking up to Jerry Judy but that's college when you get to the NFL that's different like these like these guys these vets they're looking for somebody to really lead now I can't imagine Jerry Judy is taking the reins in any of those team meetings and is like yo all right guys yeah. listen we gotta we gotta focus on this we gotta do this we gotta do that I can't really picture that because what Jerry Judy is spending his time doing is sitting on Twitter arguing with people, right? He's <laughs> arguing with Philip Lindsay and arguing with this person, arguing with that person, talking about, okay, well, I'm going to do this and I can do this. But then when you get on the field and understandably, listen, you're not throwing a ball to yourself, right? So I understand that. But when the ball is thrown in your direction and you catch it, I expect to see production after the fact. If you on Twitter talking and saying, I'm going to do this and talking to fans and doing all this stuff, focus on what we need to see on a weekly basis because that's because I, I just saw this thing where um I can't remember who reported it. I think it was uh I can't remember his last name, but he just reported about it yesterday and I actually tweeted about it where Russ was like, man, Jerry Judy is one of the most talented that we're not doubting his talent. We know Jerry Judy is talented for sure. But he was like, you know, once he gets the ball, he can take it to the house. Now, if any of you guys got the stats in front of you, how many touchdowns does Jerry Judy have this season? Zero. So explain to me how all this talent and taking it to the house has helped the Broncos. Like, that's my question. I don't know. I think the problem with the whole Jerry Judy thing, I think a lot of it is just he – Jerry Judy is just – like, going into the season, we predicted that he would be kind of the guy that would, you know, get that – we we predicted that he was going to get the ball a lot. They were going to find right. ways to give him the ball, and that just really hasn't been. And I think it just stems from the chemistry he has with Russ which I think is very non-existent. I think there is no chemistry between the two. I, I don't think right. they practice together. I, I think they, of course, practice, but I don't think they got the necessary reps in as a quarterback wide receiver duo should have. And yeah. I just think that's been it. I mean, there's plays where Jerry Judy is sitting open. Russ doesn't give him the ball. It's sometimes where Sean doesn't even design plays for Jerry Judy, like how we thought he was going to. Right. Like in the slot or even on the outside, quick throws to him that hasn't been there. There's been plays where he's open and Russ just doesn't look his way. Russell go to Sutton or he's looking at uh, Marvin Mims. And that's, I think that's part of the issue. I think enough, but I think what makes it even worse for Jerry Judy when people, people aren't going to see that when you're picking fights with Steve Smith senior and you're like, I understand like, yeah, Steve Smith may have started it, but like you, you kept it going. Like you had a chance to just end it and you kept it going, like going at former Broncos, Philip Lindsay and Rod Smith or, and you know, go, I mean, Doing stuff like that isn't going to have people on your side at the end of the day. Like, you know, people are going to see that and be like, well, I mean, the numbers speak for itself, which they do. But I think it's a larger part of just than Jerry Judy not playing good football than a right. part of Bron I mean, because you see other teams around the league, like receivers get their targets. I mean, guys get their targets. Like you look at some of the best receivers around the league. I mean, you look at Puka Nakua. Sean McVay is making it a, a, a statement like we're going to get Puka Nakua the ball. We're going to give him shots down the field. We're going to give him shots. In the slot, just anywhere you can. I think Jerry Judy just he hasn't gotten that fair opportunity to get those same targets. You wanna now, you wanna know the the craziest thing that I've seen around the league right now? Look at and, and which is why I said like yes, it it has a lot to do with the quarterback, right? As a wide receiver, like I said, you can't throw the ball to yourself, so you need somebody who's actually targeting you and plays to be designed for you, like you mentioned. Because if you think about it, look at look at the Raiders, right? Devontae Adams is not getting the ball. You know who Jimmy Garoppolo's favorite receiver is? Jacoby Myers. Yeah. 
Like that is his guy. Like whenever, like I made money on that last week because I bet that Jacoby Myers would have, I think it was like over four and a half receptions. And I had the under on, on uh, Devontae Adams because I know what it is. Like, like there's certain receivers, just like you said, with Tim Patrick and, and, and Russell Wilson, where they have their own chemistry. Right. So listen, guys are going to have their favorite receivers. But like I said, when you catch the ball, I expect to see results after the fact. And that is what it is for me. Like I need to see a little bit more from Jerry Judy. But listen, I don't see Jerry Judy being on this team much longer. No, I, I, I think I think that that we probably see him maybe up until the deadline. And I think he would be gone because I'm sure another team can use him. Right. Because his ta- we're not his talent is not in question. We're not questioning that. I right now I'm questioning heart. I'm questioning drive. I'm questioning. Do you do you feel like you can win within this particular organization? And probably every player is going to say no. Right. And how does that make you play as a player? Like because you're in a losing situation, does it mean you go out on the field and you don't give it your all? Like that's the question that I want to ask a lot of these guys. Like, yes, you're losing, but are you giving it your best or are you pulling back on 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 what you do because you're losing? Like what type of player are you? That's my question, because I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, according to uh, Destin Adams, uh, NFL insider for the uh, the Colts, he's reporting as of today that the Broncos and Colts are in serious trade talks to uh, send Jerry Judy over there. So I don't know uh, if that if that'll actually happen if that'll actually happen over the next week and a half or whatever. But um, with that being said, uh, my very last question for you to wrap up today's episode: um, What is sort of like? I know you're obviously a, a artist. Um, what are some like kind of advice that you give for like upcoming artists or anybody like feeling lost with what career they want to pursue i'm just kind of like i like to always like end off the episode with guests like kind of asking a non-broncos question so what are like some advice you would give for people like pursuing their careers or feeling lost or if they're like pursuing a career in music as well all right well what i would probably tell people is this um and because this is something that's so real and so relevant to me now literally focus on you and 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 i know it sounds cliche but here's the reason why i'm saying that because when I first started doing music, I believe this was maybe 2010, right? I started doing like covers on YouTube and things like that. I started to do what I thought everybody else liked, right? Like, like you hear like club songs, you hear all these different things that other people are doing that are popular. And I tried to duplicate all those different things. And I was, my heart was never into it, which is why I'm talking about heart when it comes to players and stuff. Because if your heart isn't into it, are you actually really giving it your best? Because I know I wasn't. I was not as an artist. I was just sitting there like, oh, man, another club song again. I got to record this. I got to do that because it's what people want to hear. I never really cared about that type of music for myself personally, because what I do, I'm a I'm a ballad singer, like I'm a vocalist. Right. So when I do music. The only time that I really enjoyed it when I was when I was doing what I actually truly wanted to sing. Right. So. That's what I would tell somebody. Like, if you really want to pursue music, do not go into it if money is the only if is the only thing that you're trying to chase. Because if that's the case, you're going to do every and anything that is going to somewhat feel like money is going to be a part of it. But if you're not truly enjoying it and you want to do it, it's going to suck. Okay, so that's that's probably the best way to put it. Um, but yeah, just just focus on the stuff that actually makes you happy. Like for me, you know, I've been kind of keeping people kind of posted with like my weight loss journey and all this stuff. Like I'm down like 60 pounds now. Like I've been like, I've been working, but the reason, yeah. Like the reason I did that was because I kind of fell out of love with myself. Like as a person, like I would look at myself and I'm like, like, you know, like I'm seeing mirrors and I'm trying to look away quick. Cause I don't even like the way that I look and I feel, 
you got to put yourself in a position where you can love yourself again, like for real, for real. Right. And, and once you do that, everything will start falling into place as an artist. I mean, that Broncos video that I did, I did it for fun. I thought about it sitting in my dad's living room. And I mean, you know, over what, 850,000 views in like a couple of days, like it almost hit a million. And it's just, but I was doing that for fun. Like I did it literally right here, like right in front of this, y'all seeing me, like I'm chilling, (laughs) you know? So it's, it's, but that's something that like that song, like that's the type of music that I enjoy myself, like myself and my daughter, we sing a lot together. And because of that, just do what you love to do, man. And I, and I think that's probably my best advice for everybody. And like I said, it sounds cliche, but if you truly go down that path, you'll find some happiness, man, because that's where I am right now. And I, I can't be happier than the, the, the way that I feel at this moment. Yeah, man, that's I can't. I mean, that that's that's just really good, man. That's really good to hear because a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that sometimes you, you got to put yourself first. They, a lot of people Facts. like to put other people first. And mm-hmm. That's good, man. I mean, I didn't know about the weight loss journey, man. That's that's fantastic because a lot of people, a lot of people just, they they can't do that for themselves. So oh, it was tough. Trust me. It was because I've, I've battled it for years and I was telling people like this is not this was not an overnight thing. This was not, you know, I just one day I took this this pill and I lost my weight. No, <laughs> like this, this took a mentality. And I told somebody this morning on on. Twitter or X or whatever it's called nowadays. Um, I told them, like, they asked me, like, how did you lose the weight? And I told them the the way that that I really I had to change my mind for real. Like this was a mentality change. I've actually felt disgusted by myself, like, lo- like no joke. Like I was just like, yo, I got to make a change. And somebody told me, find your why, find the reason why you're doing certain things. I would get up and I would look at my daughter and I'd be like, you know, I can't let anything happen to me. Like life happens, things happen, certain things we can't avoid. But if it's something that I can avoid, I'm going to make sure that I'm healthy and I'm here for my daughter. Cause like, that's, that's my heart right there. You know? So for me, I sat there and I was like, you know, I, cause I was relying on food y'all. Like I love, I love cooking. Like I love, I'm a, I'm a foodie. Like I'm always cooking. I'm watching cooking shows all the time. Like that's, that's my thing. You know what I mean? So like, I was really in love with food, but I kept, I tried to figure out why I was doing that. And because food was just making me comfortable. But I said, you know what? I'm just going to find another way of finding that happiness for myself. And once I got back into music and singing and writing and stuff again, it really made me realize like, yo, get back to doing what you love. So that's where I am now. And for anybody out there who's struggling with like weight loss or whatever it is, man, you got to find your reason to get out of it. Once you find that, stick to it and it'll work out. Man, that's big. I, lo- I love that so much. And make sure you guys check that out on uh, Twitter as well. That Broncos video you made. Absolute yeah. insane voice, yeah. man. I, I saw that. Appreciate I was like, that. wow, absolutely insane. But hey, man, Jerry, Jeremy, I appreciate you hopping on the show. It was a great conversation with Broncos and obviously all the way to your music career and everything. Talking about uh, your journey is an incredible um, episode. I appreciate you uh, taking out time out of your day to be on the My show, pleasure, man. Um, I know we're all busy these uh, this time around, so I appreciate you. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for, uh, you know, letting me on your platform. And, you know, because I, you know, for me, whenever I get a chance to do this, it's always fun to talk about music, sports, whatever. So anytime, man, just hit me up. I'll, I'll be on. Yeah. With that being said, uh, I'm your host, Amir Farrow, with my co-host, J-Mac. Today's guest, uh, Jeremy. If you guys are listening on YouTube, make sure you guys hit the like button, subscribe, help us get to 2K subs. If you guys are listening over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys follow, leave a five-star rating, turn notifications on so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. But until the next episode, Peace out, everybody. Peace. Peace.